Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yes, we are taking a nostalgic trip back in time now to Christmas past because today we're launching a special new feature on the show and it's going to run for December to celebrate Christmas and highlight the many treasures from Christmas past. Now, there's quite a large collection of items associated with Christmas that the County Museum in Dundalk have compiled online and they date as far back as the 1800s. So cards, traditional gifts, toys, decorations, all that sort of stuff. And uh, this is all going to start today. We're going to present these items from Christmas past in an audio advent calendar. Joining me now to tell us more is the man behind this idea, curator Brian Walsh from County Museum in Dundalk. How are you doing, Brian? Not too bad, it's great to talk to you. It is fantastic to speak to you and we can announce that today you are open. Isn't that right? <laughs> exactly. After being told, like many other businesses for the last six weeks, we're, we're back with a vengeance. Oh, this is fantastic. So we're very, very excited today to launch this. It's a very different take on the advent calendar. Tell me about the idea behind this. Well, I, I suppose ultimately it's a case of that, like, through this community, like, our, the whole country has been through the ringer for the last number of months. And so I think everybody recognises the importance of Christmas just to, uh, to buoy everybody's spirits. So we were just saying, like, we were looking at the collection and we were saying, what would be nice and appropriate and to sort of get help with maybe people along with say improve morale sort of generate conversations between parents and children grandparents grandchildren that type of thing neighbours and that type of thing and now overall we've got a collection of 60,000 items in our collection wow um, but we and obviously we're going to uh, every form of endeavour be it sport art uh, creativity industry and socialise and then we decided said we could actually do a Christmas Advent countdown, um, starting obviously on the 1st of December, and then just see what we've got in the collection and what it relates to Christmas in some way, shape or form, and basically take it from there. So when we, when we started working through it, we realized that we had a, uh, several Advent calendars that were de- definite possibilities. So what we've this year's we've got, I suppose, like just to generate that type of conversation, um, be it online or offline, sort of that um, if a child is talking to a grandparent or an older relative, that if they're Skyping them or something like that, that they say, tell us, we saw something on the internet there this morning about, we'd say, maybe a board game or we say the Christmas decorations in the 70s or something along those lines. Were they really like, was it really like that or and trying to so maybe just have a bit of a conversation. Yes, a connection. Like we're all yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you have, as you mentioned there, you mentioned a few of these, right? So uh, this collection, this is going to be, just so people know, this is going to be all online. The Christmas collection will be online for people to see. Can you give us an idea of some of the, the items that are going to be in this advent calendar? Well, I, I suppose like we've got the stock items, we say, such as we say, a Hornby railway set. We've got a teddy bear. We've got some paper dolls and that type of thing. We've got some uh, Christmas decorations from the 1970s, as I've mentioned before. But we've also some handwritten recipe book, which was compiled by a child in the 1940s. And I suppose we're just looking at various aspects of Christmas. And I suppose really, when you start looking at them, sort of like almost pulling it apart, you've got the religious ceremonies that we say at the centre. 
you've got the presence, you've got the preparation of the house and the decoration, and then you've got the meal, which is probably the most the the, the most stressed meal <laughs> of the year. <laughs> for one person, for, mo- for mums, for mums, most mums around the place are stressed. Yeah. Well, this is it, but, but it's like or perhaps it's a sanctuary just to get away from the mayhem and the madness <laughs> uh, in other parts of the house. But it, it's just sort of like just when you realise just actually how big it is, and then sort of if you take a step back at it, we say like if you look at the emphasis that they're actually putting out in, in government circles, it's like well, we have to have Christmas. Even um, Taoiseach says uh, ensured that the announcement of the um, the restrictions being lifted and that would not interfere with the toy show. Yes. So it's, it's, it's just I suppose like these small snippets actually indicate not only the importance of the toy show but also of Christmas, how important it is for families, for societies, for communities, for economies. There's so, it's just there's so much going on, and when we actually I suppose pull this together and pull this advent calendar together, you realise this. Is a, this, this is so big and it goes back for so long. And, and oh, it really thing. does because I want to talk to you about some of these things. Now, people might know some of these, right, that we have uh, behind the doors of our advent calendar. Uh, now, we're not going to reveal today's. So you want to just be surprised by that. But we have uh, a beautiful photograph from Tempest Toy Shop in Dundalk, which yeah. is just stunning. Tell me about this. And I'd say a lot of people might remember Tempest, would they? I, I well, I, they'd, they'd certainly be familiar with, say, the printing works that that they were going for up, up up until a number of years ago, and like I suppose the ultimate thing is like Tempest that they not only were they employers, but Harry Tempest himself was actually involved in setting up the uh, the, the County Archaeological Society. So the man has tentacles everywhere, mm. maybe, like an industrial and a cultural and a social contribution that sort of that that lingers and it c- continues to this day. The photograph that, that you're talking about is just in relation to the premises that they had on Crow Street and it's almost like a Victorian cornucopia of toys just randomly put all over the place yeah. and, so, and somewhere in the middle of it you can see the uh, the shop mistress. Yes, and you can. There, and she's she's standing quite quite straight and that type of thing, and it's sort of like it just you can almost feel the indulgence of the curiosity and that type of thing. And if you were one of the children to come in, that you'd be sort of you told take your hands off that. Yeah, oh, there's that. no messing with that that mistress there. I'd say absolutely not. But I'd say they had such a display of of, of treasures inside there as well. Now, of course, many people will remember the show band annual. That's uh, from the sixties. You've got that in there as well. Yes, I, I suppose like it's so maybe uh, the annuals are such a staple of the Christmas gift calendar almost, and that this has got photographs with the likes of Joe Dolan, Dickie Rock, um, and so many of uh, other bands we say of the time. Now, one of the interesting things at the actual back of it is it actually has the contact numbers for either the manager or the person who will be in charge for organising the diary for the band both north wow. and south so like days of with the concepts of data protection and that type of thing just don't really exist <laughs> but like it also covers with the likes of Bob Dylan what's going on in folk music traditional music uh, popular music that type of thing it's just uh, it's just something there for everybody and yeah. it's tailored to its particular market and also covers issues in relation to fashion as well Oh, of course, absolutely. And, uh, you know, in terms of the traditions from Christmas past, that kind of thing, tell me about some of the traditions that we probably, some people probably still continue these on today. Well, uh, there's there's one or two that, that, that spring to mind, I suppose we say, if, if we go down the religious angle and that type of thing, so many families would have gone on, we say Stephen's Day, that they would have gone around and visited the cribs 
in the various churches and that type of thing. And what, once, what certain families did, the tradition was that they take some straw from the crib and they bring it back home, as we said, maybe something for, for good luck or something along those lines. Now, something that I came across that I uh, come from the west of Ireland that I had never heard of was that in relation to the fry on Christmas morning. Yeah. And that uh, you'd have your sausage and your rasher and egg and that type of thing. Your black pudding, your white pudding and your Christmas pudding. What? And that was Christmas pudding in, in, in the breakfast? Well, this is, well, it, uh, arguably, like you could say that's maybe one way of getting your uh, uh, get, getting your fruit into the. Uh, into your diet. <laughs> it was the tiny bit of like fruit that was eaten that day. So they fried up the Christmas pudding in amongst the actual fry up on, on the day. That's that's amazing. I didn't realise that. I wonder do people still do that? I'm sure they probably I, do. I, I guarantee you that, that some people do, and maybe was it, now I've been tempted a few times to try it myself, but never had the never had the courage. But maybe start maybe this year because it's different. Maybe this year because it's different now. We do have our first item that we're going to play now behind door number one. Can you give listeners just a little hint, just a hint about what this might be? Oh, I, I think that this is basically, this is every, this is every, every dream sort of the, the Hornby model railway. Yes. Sort of, I think that there was something that every father desired that uh, at some stage that they would take over the attic and they would have this just mass of train stations and um, railways just interconnected and just pottering around. And that's just all you could hear would we say locomotive engines and that type of thing. And I suppose ultimately it's a case of that it just, it, it, it brings back sort of like, it's very much of its time, but at the same, and it just evokes a particular memory and it's just so suggestive. And we just, we just started there's nothing wrong with nostalgia, so we, we, we said we might just start with that because just to, to set the tone for everything that comes. Okay, so this is our very first calendar uh, door opening, day number one, and it is, as you said, the Hornbeam Model Railway. Here it is. The Hornbeam Model Railway was a staple Christmas present for successive generations of children, predominantly boys. This beautiful clockwork set dates from the 1930s and would over time have been succeeded by an electrical version. Hornby trains started with a beginner set which could be expanded upon with the introduction of railway stations, junctions, passengers, traffic and animals. In many instances this simple gift fueled a lifetime's passion, providing the opportunity for successive generations to share and enjoy a deceptively simple pastime. Oh, and there's the little the little whistle and all in there, Brian. Absolutely magic. This is what we're talking about uh, with this. If people, by the way, still had Hornby model railway train sets, would they be worth a lot of money today? Oh, that, that, that I wouldn't. I, to, to, from a museum perspective, it's really a case of the memories and the stories. That's mm. where the wealth that we invest in. Um, it's like everything else, it depends on the quality. And dare I say, I suppose maybe the worst thing is the fact that if it wasn't played with, it would be worth X amount of money, but that almost, to my mind, defies the whole purpose of the exercise. Yes, because yeah. it's that type of, as we say, the, the the parents playing with the child and that type of thing. It's also the same thing we say in relation to the um, Christmas decorations or whatever. They start off pristine and this immaculate thing, and then just over time, certain things are added because we say that they've got memories, or they've got interests, or there's something presented to mark an anniversary or a child's birth or something like that. It's sort it's just the evoking of the story and that type of thing, and that's what. We're, from a museum perspective, that's what we're interested in. Oh, it's it's a magic idea. Now, I can't let you go without asking you, Brian, 
is there any present from Santa that you received that sticks out in the mind that you absolutely adored? Oh God, no! I, Santa was very good to me, and he continues to be very good to me. So, <laughs> but the, uh, let me say, uh, there's too many. No, there's too many to um, remember. Well, actually, I'll tell you what. My brother got an action man uh, many years ago, but he had, his was the one with the eagle eyes. Oh. The eyes that moved in the back of the head. So it was, um, that was that was a memorable. But like it's, it's like everything else, things changed over time and interest changed. And uh, then of course there were the football boots and that type of thing. So as times changed, interest and priorities changed as well. Absolutely, and uh, we can look forward to so many more treasures of Christmas past on County Museum Dundalk's Facebook page. That's where people go to find all of this. Yes, they, they will need, and we'll also have it. We have a YouTube uh, channel as well. So between one, between either and both, we we'll certainly have it on anyway. Listen, Brian, it's fantastic. We're delighted to to start off this calendar with you uh, on the show for the next couple of weeks. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, Sinead.